Successful Performer Cast Episode 69. This is the show that interviews one full-time professional entertainer per week with the goal of inspiring and equipping those who are working to make the leap themselves. This is the Successful Performer Cast. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to another episode of the Successful Performer Cast. My name is Chris Shepard, I'm your host, and we have a great episode for you guys today. Uh, we actually have Brad Ross of the It Factor Live fame, and uh, he talks all about uh, basically you know, having a successful business performing magic. And there is just so much value in this interview. You guys are going to love it. Uh, I know I got so much out of it and, you know, there's things that I'm uh, going to be implementing in my business as well, but uh, there's just so much in there. It might make your head spin. You might want to listen to this interview more than once. Um, but before we do that, I wanted to uh, tell you guys um, about uh, something new. One of our, our previous guests on the show, Johnny Zavant, is doing, and uh, he actually has, has been creating a uh, kind of a, a new venture for himself in in um in coaching and basically he he has a website and also he just uh launched a new podcast with it as well but it's called a life well designed and basically it's about you know creating the lifestyle that you want and this encompasses everything from career to to uh you know, family and spirituality, just everything that it takes to, to live a well-designed and well-balanced life. And you can find all that information at a lifewelldesigned.com. Uh, he just launched his, his podcast with it as well. And I believe right now he has five episodes out right now. So guys, go check that out. It's uh, really, really good. You guys uh, will get a lot out of that as well. And if you visit, be sure to tell him that the successful performer cast sent you. All right. I also wanted to thank our sponsor for this show. This episode is brought to you by Josh London's Click Convert Profit and his book Flying Solo, The Smart Solopreneur's Guide to Making Money Online. Visit www.clickconvertprofit.com slash performercast to get $10 off of the ebook. And for my listeners only, you also get the free ebook called Four Ways to Find Your Most Profitable Keywords. Now, let's get to that interview. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show international star illusionist Brad Ross. For six years, Brad toured with Disney Live and Mickey's Magic Show. This alone has taken him to five continents, 25 countries, and allowed him to perform in 16 languages. In fact, he's entertained literally millions of people around the world. He's been featured in over 500 national and international TV appearances, including on The Rosie O'Donnell Show, Fox TV's Good Day New York, Deco Drive, and on the Disney Channel. Brad was awarded the prestigious Merlin Award by the International Magician Society, being named the Best International Family Entertainer. 
He can now be seen touring his brand new illusion show, Brad Ross's Unbelievable, where he brings a new approach to the classic theatrical art, the art of magic. Finally, Brad is also a well-known author, speaker, and marketing guru to magicians and other entertainers worldwide. He helps fellow entrepreneurs live their dreams through seminars, uh, through, through his seminars and training courses, including his flagship course, The It Factor, Secrets to Skyrocketing Your Career. Brad Ross, I'm absolutely thrilled to have you as a guest on the Successful Performer Cast. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Chris, for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, the pleasure is all mine, my friend. So uh, let's uh, let's start off with a little bit of inspiration here. Do you have a favorite success quote or a specific mantra that you live by? Oh God, yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's actually uh, there's three uh, quotes that I, I do live by. I actually have all three of them here uh, mm-hmm. in my office. Uh, the first one is one that uh, a lot of my uh, my subscribers and followers uh, throughout social media uh, are familiar with. I close all of my videos and and uh, all of my talks with this, and it is do what you love and love what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is you know. It's just too short to to wake up each day and not truly love what it is that you are doing with your life. Um, you know, I, I'm, I feel very fortunate and lucky enough that uh, I was raised by parents that encouraged me to uh, to follow my dream and, and do what it, whatever it is the heck that I wanted to do. Um, and so, uh, so I truly do love what I do, and, and so that's that's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a second one is uh, by Marianne Williamson. Our greatest fear is not that we are immeasurable, but that we are powerful beyond belief. Which tags on to the first quote because we have such a uh, an amazing ability. To, to really make our own dreams come true. And it's not that we can't uh, accomplish what we set out to accomplish. It, it's more that we sometimes worry, uh, what if it actually does come true? Uh, so we really, really are powerful beyond belief. And then my final one, again, also right here on, uh, on the, the wall behind my computer is uh, Walt Disney. If you can dream it, you can do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I I love that. In fact, the the second one really kind of strikes the chord with me here in that, you know, it it really makes me think of that many of us, you know, we we fear success. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like it's mm-hmm. like what if I do this and what if it works out? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And that, you know, that's, that's the, it's kind of the craziest part about, uh, life in general. And especially what, what we all do here as performers, as entertainers, I mean, you know, everyone listening right now, unless they, you know, p- pick this podcast up from, you know, uh, a buddy of theirs who told them, you know, Hey, you got to listen to what these entertainers and performers listen to the, everyone listening right now. We, we all have this incredible talent, this incredible ability to connect with people. And we really love our job. We love our work. And the re- there's so many people in this world that don't do that. They get up every day and they go to a job that they actually dread going to. And so for us, we should never be afraid of what if we get the gig? What if the contract comes through? What if our dream becomes a reality? Uh, it, it's, you know, again, life's too short. You've got to, you've got to go out there, seize the moment, seize the day. And, and man, you know, it's, you're going to reap the rewards. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brad, on that second quote, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate, but that we're powerful beyond measure. Has there been a specific moment in your life where maybe you were, holding your own self back because of this fear? You know, um, 
I don't think I've had moments of where I've held myself back. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, you know, we all encounter challenges. We all encounter uh, avenues that we that we walk down on a on a regular basis that maybe we're not as prepared as we thought we are. But you know, it comes down to learning from the mistakes that you make. Yeah. Um, I, I really try and and not hold myself back, but really uh, try and and. Uh, tackle even the things that I'm maybe a little apprehensive, maybe a little nervous about doing because I've never done them before. But um, I've always come out, whether I've succeeded or failed, I always look at it as a success because I've tried something that I never thought I could do before or I've never done before. And it's a new adventure. That's the way I look mm-hmm. at it. Okay. So it's it's kind of more of uh, stretching yourself to see just what you can accomplish then. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you'll never know just how much you can achieve unless you do that. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. It's just you know it's it's a matter of stepping outside of your comfort zone. You know, with uh, with my coaching clients that I work with, and and a lot of the folks that come to uh, to my to my workshops and my webinars. Um, you know, it's it's all about stepping outside of your comfort zone. Um, there's a, there's a diagram uh, that, that I love to share with people where it is uh, a box. It's just a, a little square on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and inside of that square is written the word me, M E. Uh, most people live their life inside of that box. Uh, outside of that box, on the other end of the paper, well away from that box, is where I write the word magic. Mm-hmm. The magic happens outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in some regard, all of us as magicians and entertainers uh, are familiar with thinking outside of the box when it comes to our act and the tricks that we try. And mm-hmm. you know, every time we go to a convention and see all the great little magic tricks and all the new effects, most of which end up sitting on our shelves and we never even put into our show. Yeah. But but we all are open to the idea of trying something new in that regard. But when it comes to our business, when it comes to our life, a lot of times we're we stick in our comfort zone, and uh, and there is no magic in the comfort zone. It's it's comfortable. The magic happens when you start getting a little bit uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Brad, let's kind of take things back a little bit here. Could you talk about how uh, what what it looked like you going into per- performing full time? Yeah, you know, um, it, it's funny. Uh, I, I this is something I'm very proud of, Chris, and uh, I, I love sharing it with people because I think it's it's a great example how it is possible to accomplish anything that you truly want to do. Um, I've never had a real job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, I I started out in magic uh, when I was a kid. Uh, I had a magician perform at my fifth birthday party uh, here in New Jersey, and uh, it uh, it sparked the interest. Uh, as we as we all say, uh, I got by the magic bug. Um, and I, I truly fell in love with it. And, and I continued, you know, messing around with it. My hands were way too small to palm anything. And the thumb tips were all way too big. And, yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't do too much. Um, I love the self-working tricks. Um, but uh, but I, I continued this, this, this fascination with it. And uh, this was in the eighties. So, uh, I got exposed to magic in, in 85. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so at that time, 
you know, especially for the for the teens and and the kids listening out there right now. I mean, there was no internet. I, man, it makes me feel old when I say that, and it makes yeah. me sound like the people that you know talked about walking uphill in a snowstorm to school <laughs> when I was a kid. It's, but, it's the curmudgeon Brad Ross, right? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, exactly. But um, but you know, there was back in you know at that time there was there was very limited opportunity to connect with people, to reach out, and to learn about anything that you wanted to learn about without knowing the right people. Um, so it, it was a little bit, it wasn't actually an uphill battle for me um, until a couple years down the line, I probably was about nine or ten, my uh, my mom had seen a magic class uh, offered at the local uh, JCC uh, in Scotch Plains, New Jersey, and she enrolled me for the magic class, and, and once a week I would go to this class and I would uh, learn from a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Professor Ted Collins, who uh, used to run a magic store here in New Jersey called Mecca Magic, and, uh, and uh, Ted Collins... Uh, you know, was the classic Blackstonian type magician, uh, you know, with the goatee, the very sophisticated, you know, very, very stern type voice. But man, was he good. And I mean, literally, I, I can picture his hands in my mind when he taught us the French drop and mm-hmm. when he, you know, demonstrated the ball in the vase or the professor's nightmare. I mean, all the classics, uh, that's where I learned them. I learned them from from Ted. Um, and, and I just literally immersed myself and fell in love with magic. And it was also around that time in the late 80s early 90s that Copperfield was in his heyday yeah. uh, and I I started learning about him and I started discovering that he was from New Jersey oh, he uh, was? in fact he yeah oh, yeah wow. Yep, Copperfield grew up in a town called Metuchen, New Jersey, which is huh. uh, only, only about 15 minutes from where I lived where I grew up. And nice. uh, it it served kind of as um an inspiration for me, and I looked at it uh, as, "Hey, if if one kid from Jersey could do this, uh, so could another." And it, and it really, um, it just that I remember I was probably about thirteen at the time, um, and it was that summer that I literally wore out my Copperfield VHS tapes, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just watching them over and over again. Um, it was I think he had a, his fifteen years of magic special on that year, and uh, and man, I mean. If if there was a god and he could walk on water, it was Copperfield to me. <laughs> I mean, uh, anything. My walls were covered in in press clippings, you know, from newspaper articles. Anything Copperfield, anything magic related. It was also that summer uh, again when I was thirteen. This is summer of ninety four. Mm-hmm that uh, my parents took a trip with me out to Las Vegas. And I had no idea what Las Vegas was going to be like. You know, at 13, you go wherever your parents tell you to go. And uh, again, without internet, without being able to research and and know what we know today or what kids know today, uh, my parents said, oh, they have a lot of magic out there, whatever that was supposed to mean. Um, So I went out there on the trip, and uh, and it it was, for me, it was was a trip of a lifetime uh, because... It was the moment that I decided after seeing Lance Burton at the Hacienda, uh, after seeing Siegfried and Roy live on stage, uh, Matt King. um, uh, I mean, it was just, it was was the moment I decided this is what I want to do. I want to become a magician. I want to do this with my life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I broke that news to my parents on that trip, uh, to which my mom, being a typical Jewish mother, replied, you want to be a magician? What kind of life is that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and apparently like, for you it's a good life <laughs> a good life a good life 
we'll we'll flash we'll we'll come back to that because yeah. my mom my mom's very different these days or, or or once I started achieving success she she stopped worrying but uh, my dad was a little bit more on the optimistic side uh, back in those those early days and he says well hun you know he might get to perform in Las Vegas someday you never know so uh, but I I I really just you know again I I committed myself and I made that decision and that would prove to be something that. Um, is is something that I, I've done all my life. I've made a decision. I've made a quick decision. Um, I, I study a lot of successful, uh, both business people, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. uh, celebrities, etc. And you know, one of the the common things that all successful people do is they make quick decisions. Uh, there's always going to be a reason to not do something. There's always going to be a reason to to say, you know what, I don't really want to do that, or you know what, I I don't really want to. I mean, like cleaning the garage, yeah. you know. So Something as stupid as cleaning the garage. You know what? It's hot outside, so I'm not going to clean the garage. Oh, you know what? It's a little chilly outside. I'm not going to clean the garage. But if you say, you know what? I don't care what else is going on today. I'm cleaning the garage. Come hell or high water, you do it. Uh, and that's a stupid example about cleaning the garage, but it, it translates into everything we do. And going all the way back to being 13 years old and saying, this is what I'm going to do. That was really it. From 94 onward, I made the decision that magic was my life, mm-hmm. and I pursued it. Um, I immediately started uh, studying it, reading books, watching the videotapes. Um, back in those days, there was uh, the Society of American Magicians had the uh, Sam Filman tape library where you could rent VHS tapes. Uh, and again, without YouTube, I couldn't study uh, magicians unless I could ha- unless I happened to see them live coming through my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would I would pay money to for 20 bucks a videotape to rent the videotapes from the SAM so that I could watch Doug Henning and Blackstone and and Copperfield's earlier days and and see magic. And again, all of that was just building up inside of me, um, and, I, and I was growing this dream. So uh, my dream, you know, in reality was to uh, become a magician. The extended version of that, my, my long-term goal, I don't think I even classified it as a goal back then, but that was that I wanted to be an illusionist, and I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to perform in theaters and on television and so on and so forth. But I knew that that was not going to happen right away. I knew that was something that was going to come down the way. Um, and so my my first little dream, we'll call it, or, or my mini goal was that I wanted to start doing birthday parties. I wanted to start working. Um, I never went the route of doing competitions. It was always interesting to me, um, developing an act, having the doves. It seemed so classical and proper. And I I just didn't have the the means or, or I didn't have the... Um, the, the support around me of people that could guide me and mentor me in that realm. Instead, who I encountered were the magicians who were doing the family shows, the kid shows, the working guys out there that I uh, met that were in the local area. And they kind of took me under their wing and they started teaching me a little bit about the business. And when I was 13, I started, uh, later that year, I started doing uh, kids' birthday parties. And uh, I'll, I'll always remember uh, my very first show ever, my first paid show, I made 70 and it was at four day place in Cranford, New Jersey. And it was for an eight year old birthday party. And it was, uh, it was, 
was one of those moments that I'll always remember. Uh, it was by no means a perfect dream, uh, but it was the moment that I could say I am a professional magician because I'm earning money doing my magic. And, uh, and so I continued doing that. Uh, I, I ended up uh, learning more about the business side of, of doing shows. Uh, and I, I took a love and a, and a liking to uh, really a passion to that side of it as well. Uh, I studied just countless people in terms of the business side of things, starting out with David Ginn and Sammy Smith and Steve Taylor and some mm-hmm. of their uh, kid show resources, and and then uh, discovering Dave D, who uh, would would then go on to uh, become my mentor in the oh, business wow. world of magic. Yeah, huh. and and that basically took me from doing a you know three and four shows a week on weekends as a high school student to my early days in college, where I was a freshman at eighteen years old at the University of Miami in Florida, and coming home on breaks from college and, you know, in a two-week period doing as many as 25 shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh so it, it literally it literally exploded for me <laughs> when the passion of performing joined with the knowledge of business uh, and and learning how to promote myself. And, uh, and it was really, you know, just off and running from there. Yeah, I I really can't think of anybody better for for you to learn from than Dave D. I mean, because he, he he did all that too, family family shows. But now, I mean, he's working with Dan Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. You know, over at the the uh, is it GKIC? I think? GKIC. Yeah, yep, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And if if there's a a marketing guru, that's Dan Kennedy. You know. Oh yeah. Yep. But uh, wow, wow. Yeah. It uh, it was you know it what what's amazing is that. You know, each step of the way when I when I look at the moments that have that I've had in my career, um, you know, they they really have been um, moments of again taking that leap of faith and saying, you know what, I'm going to do it. When mm-hmm. I didn't have the when I didn't have the money to buy Dave D's course, you know, as a, as a freshman in college, I said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to prove to my parents that I'm going to really become a professional magician and I'm going to you know be able to make a living doing this, um, I, I need to take the couple hundred bucks that it's going to cost to get his course and learn. And I did it. And, uh, and, you know, I can remember days, you know, being in, you know, physics class in college or, or math class in college and, and in the big lecture halls, uh, secretly having Dave D's sales letter behind my, my textbook or my binder <laughs> and, and just pouring over that, Chris, and oh reading and saying, oh, I've got to have this course. I got to buy. It. And then once I got it, you know, in, you know, instead of, I, it would come in a three ring binder, Dave D's original course, mm-hmm. um, and I remember taking out the uh, the clear sleeve on the outside that said the uh, ultimate insider secrets for magicians course, and putting in whatever it was, you know, uh, algebra one hundred and one yeah. or whatever, <laughs> so that I could pr- prop it up in front of me, and it would look like I was taking notes, but I was really learning about marketing. So, uh, so it was. <laughs> wow! And of course, you would sit all the way in the back of the class, so the other students wouldn't see that you're really learning about marketing exactly. instead of uh, algebra, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. All right, so Brad, you're you're uh, you're basically a, a marketing guru for magicians. Could you talk a little bit about what a magician's marketing strategy should look like today in the age of the internet? Oh gosh, you know that's a that's a really good question. It's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. um, it is a loaded question because you know things are changing at such a, a rapid pace. Um, you, and this is this is going to sound intimidating for people, uh, so so don't don't 
take this as uh, uh, a tactic to say, you know what, this is too hard. I'm not going to even try this. Mm-hmm. Um, but but think of it that if you're if you've been falling behind and you have not been keeping up with uh, your website and social media and so on and so forth, this should serve as a wake up call. Um, in today's world. Your website is a huge, absolutely um, monstrous point of contact. In fact, it's the it's in most cases the biggest point of contact that people are going to have with you. So, if your website is not that great, if your website is lacking, if it is um, if it is incomplete, under construction, um, you've got to make that a top priority. And in today's world, that can literally mean everything from spending a couple hundred bucks and hiring someone overseas to do it for you or spending a couple thousand dollars and hiring someone uh, that really understands it uh, to, to take on your website rebranding strategy mm-hmm. and, and, and making sure that it is what it has to be. What I would say one of the biggest mistakes people make on their websites these days is um, there's a lack of consistency. There's a lack of uh, branding. Um, people, you, 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 when we talk about branding uh, and we talk about people um, really standing out in their particular marketplace, whether that is as uh, corporate performers, school show performers, birthday performers, illusionists, cruise ship entertainers, whatever, um, the people that stand out are the people that have a unique, clear brand. It's people that – it's an undefinable quality. It's what I call the it factor. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not – about the awards you've won. It's not about the accolades. We all have that, and, and that has its place. It's, all, it's called social proof, and that's an important part of your overall marketing strategy. But that's not what's going to make someone hire you. Uh, that's not the it factor. That's not the undefinable quality that draws people to you. What draws people to you is actually um, what I call um, your personality on pixels and paper. Hmm. What that means is in today's world, unless someone has seen you live, which is a a whole different scenario, just like word of mouth, you can't build a business on word of mouth. I don't care how good you are. Um, It's impossible. Um, It's also like trying to build a business on luck. People ask me all the time or or, or say to me in statements, boy, you know, I just have terrible luck or yeah, I just haven't been dealt uh, the right hand of cards. And you know what? That's BS. Mm -hmm. It's garbage when people say that Uh, because I was not dealt the hands to do anything I did. Um, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about my, my time with Disney Live mm-hmm. uh, here today, but you know that was that, that was a chance. That was a chance I took. No one handed me a contract to tour the world uh, for the biggest producer of live family entertainment uh, in a multi-million dollar production. No one handed that to me. No one opened that door. The only person that opened that door was me when I looked for the opportunities. So anytime someone says, and again, we'll, we'll come back to that because I have more to share about that, but when anytime someone says um, it's you know it's just about a lucky break, that's that's again that's BS. That's garbage. You've got to be able to put your personality out there. You've got to be able to uh, in a two D medium, whether it's in paper, whether it's in promotional materials, whether it's on the website, whether it's on social media. You've got to be able to show the world who you are. One of the secrets of why YouTube has grown into the phenomenon that it is, uh, and why vlogging, video blogging, and and even podcasts have just exploded is because it's different people's perspectives. 
you know, on, on maybe similar subjects. How many channels are there about magic? How many channels are there about cooking, about um, camera reviews, about uh, fitness, uh, about golf, about dogs? I mean, there's so many channels about so many different things. But what makes, you know, person A decide to tune into channel B and person C turn into tune into channel D? Um, it's all about connecting, much in the same way that I watch, you know, when I'm sitting down before dinner and watching the news on a day daily basis or when I'm making dinner, I watch ABC. Uh, that's the news channel I like. I like those anchors. I connect with them. Mm-hmm. I don't watch uh, CBS. Uh, it doesn't connect with me. I don't like that newscast. There's a reason I connect with one versus another. And it doesn't matter what the reason is. It's, it's the point that you need to be able to put yourself out there and make again, here's that definition, or here's that, uh, that, that secret key of success, making those quick decisions. You've got to make a decision. You've got to say, you know what? This is what I do. This is who I am. Here I am world. And, and you will find that instead of trying to mold yourself into what other people are doing in their, uh, in their show or their career and just mimicking them, what is it that's unique about you that separates you? And that kind of brings us, you know, to, you know, the whole concept, which I, which I know you're familiar with, of, of unique selling propositions. Mm-hmm which is what is it, why should I do business with you versus the competition? And that's the same thing when it comes to personal branding. It, it's, it's one and the same. Okay, okay. Wow, so, so basically you, you, have to, you have to have a personal brand, and that, that's what you call the, the it factor. People mm-hmm. have to be able to pick up who you are just by looking at your, your promotional material online and, and in print. You got it. That that's exactly it. It it comes down to again um, separating yourself from others in your genre, mm-hmm. and being able to appear different. I mean, here's let let's just look, we'll look at a basic example, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, a kid show magician. Okay, we'll just take it. A lot, a lot of guys do uh, kid show uh, kid shows out there, and so on yeah, and so forth. Yeah. So. Um, let's look at some, some of the basics of kid show magic. There's, you know, a change bag, classic of magic. Everyone's probably got one somewhere, whether you use it or you don't, you got one, uh, a thumb tip, um, uh, maybe a hat tear, um, you know, maybe some, uh, sponge balls. Okay. Some, some real basics that you can pick up in any magic shop. Mm-hmm. If you were to sell yourself by describing to the customer how funny this thing you do with sponge balls is, it's not really what's separating you because to the customer, to the buyer, everything is the same. They don't look at someone's sleight of hand and a self-working trick in the same way. It takes a little more skill to palm sponge balls and make the kids laugh. Mm -hmm. It takes less skill to work a change bag, but it takes skill to make the kids laugh. So here you have two scenarios, two different magicians, one doing a little bit more complicated sleight of hand with sponge balls, let's say, one doing more of a self-working trick. They both make the kids laugh. The customer doesn't know at what point our techniques are more advanced, Mm -hmm. much in the same way that you can do some really slick palming of cards and double lifts and and, and some really great um, false shuffles and, and really impress the pants off of people. And then at the same time, you could take a marked deck and you can just start guessing people's cards that have selected them. Both people, both sets of audiences from both performers are going to be amazed. That is what I call selling the steak. Mm-hmm. You're selling the things that everybody does or on the, the 
outside of a magic competition, you know, we're not talking about FISM here. Uh, you know, we're not talking about an international or even national or even local magic competition. We're right. talking about the real world of magic. The buyer does not know, and in most cases, here's the shocker, they don't care how the magic is accomplished. In fact, the people that truly love magic don't want to know how it's accomplished because they want to enjoy the magic. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean as, uh, as someone who's selling themselves? What it means, simply, is that it's not about the stake. It's about the sizzle. The sizzle being what is the package that we have wrapped you into? What is the package that you've wrapped yourself up in to sell to the potential buyer? It's like, Chris, if, if I'm hungry and I want to fill my belly, I can go to McDonald's down the street and for 99 cents, I can get a piece of that, that cow, okay? Yeah, yep. It's going to be a little greasy. It's going to be a little fatty, but you know what? It's going to taste pretty good and it's going to fill my belly and I only paid 99 cents. Now, mm. let's change the scenario a little bit. I'm hungry, but I want to go out with the family for a little bit of a nice dinner. Okay. So I say, you know what? Well, let's go to Outback. They got, you know, all that great food over there. And I get a steak from Outback, the Outback special, one of my favorites. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive. It's not 99 cents. It's about $16.99. Okay. So for a little bit, a little less than $20, I've filled my belly, got a little bit of a better cut of meat, uh, and a different experience. The Outback experience, very different than the McDonald's experience. And then in a third example, I want to go and I want to take my mom out for her birthday, a very special dinner. Uh, I decide we're going to go to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, mm -hmm. high-end steak place. I'm going to pay closer to $50 for that prime cut, a 12-ounce filet mignon uh, on a plate where there's no sides that come with it for free. Right. A totally different <laughs> experience. You know, very different from the, the burger that comes with fries and a drink on the 99-cent menu to Outback where you get two sides and the steak for 17 bucks to Ruth's Chris where I pay almost 50 bucks for just the steak on a plain white plate served by a guy dressed like a dressed like the the groom at a, at a wedding mm -hmm. so you've got three different experiences three different brands and three different points of customer interaction three different experiences that people will get and guess what they can all exist in the marketplace in the world of of restaurants they all exist they all have their target customers the same way ruth's chris markets is not the same way mcdonald's markets the people who go to mcdonald's aren't necessarily the same people who go to ruth's chris and so on and so forth so what it comes down to is knowing what it is that you're selling. And again, once you understand your personality and your branding and, and what it is that you have to offer the world, then you can start dissecting who it is that is your target customer. From that point, all you have to do is figure out a way to connect with them. And of course, I'm, I'm simplifying a very complicated process here of marketing. Yeah. But but I'm just trying to break it down into main bullet points. You've got to know what you have to offer the world. You've got to know what it is that you're selling to them. And you've got to figure out who your ideal customer is. Everything else kind of falls in place after that. But until you know some of those basic questions, it's really difficult to build an effective website, to set up an effective social media presence, to start putting videos out there on YouTube, and so on and so forth. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Uh, it, it has to be targeted. Well, first of all, you, you have to know who you are and and what kind of a what kind of a show you want to uh, to produce, and then you have to know who your target audience is for that. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, 
So all right, so let let's say I've I've decided what kind of a show I'm going to do. We'll say uh, kid shows, right? Sure. And so the the audience I'm going to want to do that for is go is well, I, I guess the audience would probably be the kids' parents, or maybe even more specifically the kids' mom. Well, it's actually it, that's kind of it's in the kid show world, and in, in actually it, it comes this comes to pass in most markets because the audience that you perform for is actually different than the audience you're selling to. Hmm. So, you know, you can, this can be on the kids show world or mm-hmm. we'll use two different examples. You got the kids show world, the audience that you're performing for, you know, is going to laugh. I mean, you can get up mm-hmm. there with a breakaway wand and I don't care who you are. You get up there with a breakaway wand in front of a 25 year old, you're going to kill the room. I mean, they are going to absolutely go nuts yeah. and they are going to be literally rolling on the floor laughing with milk shooting out their noses. Um, <laughs> it, it's a breakaway wand. I can't explain it, but I've had enough you know, a couple thousand experiences doing it. Uh, and it always, always, always just, uh, slays the kids. They absolutely love the breakaway wand, but you're not going to sell the mom on the fact that you have this wand that breaks because she's the buyer. Instead, you need to sell her on what it is that is going to be appealing to her. The fact that the kids are laughing, yes, is a an important benefit to the mom because she wants to make sure the kids are going to enjoy it. But now we're entering the world of a very basic uh, strategy in marketing. It's selling the benefits, not mm-hmm. the features. Right. Allowing each feature, you know, the fact that you have a live bunny rabbit in your show uh, is always better than a dead bunny rabbit in your show. But the fact course, that there's a, <laughs> a live bunny rabbit in your show or doves or whatever, that's a feature. So what? And here's the thing. I might tell someone, yeah, I've got a live rabbit in the show. Okay, great. But then when she talks to the next guy or looks at the next guy's website, he's got a live bunny rabbit. And then the third guy has a live bunny rabbit. And then the fourth guy has doves and a bunny rabbit. All of a sudden, it becomes so what? So instead of selling them on the fact that you've got a bunny rabbit, sell them on the emotion. People buy based on emotions. Sell her on the fact that her son is going to make Henry, the magical bunny rabbit, appear with magic, with his very own magic wand that he even gets to keep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he gets to keep the exact magic wand that he uses to make a real live bunny rabbit appear out of thin air. It's a perfect picture opportunity. Okay, I've just slipped into a little bit of a a sales pitch there. You could probably hear as I kind of shifted in there. But that's exactly what you need to do if you're going to sell someone. Because the fact that you know, I, I, I cringe when I hear people, uh, you know, tell me that their show is, I offer a 45 minute, uh, magic show, lots of audience participation, lots of laughter. Uh, your child is the star and the price is two fifty. All right. No one's going to buy that because you sound like, you know, you're half asleep on Ambien and, uh, and, and there's nothing exciting. When I started getting into, again, by nature, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a natural entrepreneur, so I, I, I kind of slip into sales pitch mode when we start talking about that kind of stuff. But I start painting the, <coughs> excuse me, I start painting the picture for the client. And so 
instead of just selling them on the bunny rabbit, you're now selling them on the fact that your son, uh, and of course, you know, in in the world of, uh, of pitching and, and, and phone scripts and whatnot, you always refer to the, the client by name as well as the, the child by name. So if, if the son's name was Chris, you know, we're going to make a Chris. Uh, Chris is going to make the bunny rabbit appear with magic. He's going to get to use a magic wand that he's even going to get to keep. And the bunny rabbit, I mean, you, you just, you're painting a picture. Um, Without them seeing a video, if you're talking voice-to-voice or they're reading text, Mm -hmm. you've got to be able to make it descriptive. Um, And what it is that you're making descriptive is those those unique points that are the benefits. The benefit to them is blank. In fact, Chris, the the easiest way for people to apply this technique – so get your pens and papers, hopefully, if you're you're not already taking notes out there. Mm -hmm. um, Write this down. I want you to write down the words, so what? Everything that you state in whatever your sales pitch, again, whether you're beginner, pro, whatever, your sales pitch, if you state something that is a feature of your show, an award that you've won, a fact, if you're trying to sell someone, we're not talking about newspaper articles and interviews, television appearances, it's a whole different ballgame. When you're trying to sell someone on buying your services and you state something, oh yeah, I won the uh, the local IBM uh, first place competition. That means zero to the buyer. That means nothing to them. So you answer when you make a statement, I won the local uh, IBM uh, first place uh, prize. Okay, so what, you ask yourself. If you can't come up with a benefit to the customer, and I mean a legitimate benefit, why they should even care, not a benefit of, oh, it'll be great to have someone who won a local magic competition at my kid's birthday. That's not a value to her. Where is the value? So when you ask yourself the so what, you're asking yourself, where is the value to the customer? And I can promise you, it's very sobering to use this exercise because you'll go through your sales pitch, you'll go through your copy on your website, and you'll read a whole bunch of stuff, and you'll answer with so what, and you're going to end up editing a lot of stuff out of there that has no real value in a sales process. Uh, it doesn't mean it's not good to have in your bio, on a credits page, on a resume page, but when it comes to the selling of you and the product that someone is going to buy, it's got to be all about the benefits because if you're not going to be of benefit of service of value they should why would they pay you (laughs) yeah before we continue here's a quick word from our sponsor google adwords facebook ads twitter and what about pinterest and seo sound familiar in the ebook Flying Solo, Josh London shows you how to manage all the essentials for running a small business in today's online world. From search engine optimization strategies to pay-per-click tactics, your website and social media, you'll learn how to keep from pulling your hair out while increasing your profits. As successful PerformerCast listeners, you get to take $10 off of this book and get the free bonus ebook, Four Ways to Find Your Most Profitable Keywords. Visit clickconvertprofit.com slash performercast to take advantage of this great offer. And now back to our interview. So, all right, now I, so say I've gone through uh, all of my, my promotional materials and I've taken it through the filter of so what and, and, uh, you know, put all my features into benefits and stuff. How do I get this in front of people who would want to buy what I'm, what I'm selling? Gosh, you're hitting me with these loaded questions. 
it's uh, Chris. Anything, any way, and every way under the sun, you can get these in front of okay. people. I, I mean, it, it, you know, I, I don't mean to be uh, to, to sound condescending. I mean, there, there's literally, you know, a plethora of options, and it, uh, you know, it, it's funny when when people contact me uh, to work with me in my my private coaching program, and you know, they, I. I when I start working with someone, we analyze where their marketing has been uh, laid out. Okay. What have they been doing? What have they not been doing? What is working? What's not working? And it's really only after examining all of that stuff, if we just want to lump it together as stuff, that we can understand You know, for your particular marketplace. Um, I, I guess the best way to, to answer that question um, seriously is to, is to explain the marketing triangle. So mm-hmm. without getting too heady on you here, Sure. Um, there's there's a concept in marketing uh, called the marketing triangle, uh, and it is basically it, it's a it's a Dan Kennedy concept that I've I've used for for many 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 years since I started out uh, understanding and learning about marketing, and it explains everything even in today's world, especially in today's world, um, the best way. If you've got a three sided uh, triangle, you've got the shape in front of you. You've got three different equal sides on it. One side is the market. One side is the message, and one side is the media. Market, media, message. What that is, is you've got to deliver the effective, the proper, the right message to the right market through the right media. How do you know it's the right media? It's the media they absorb. Mm. If you're marketing to new moms, you know, moms today that are in their mid, mid twenties to mm-hmm. mid thirties that have young kids between three and five and eight, let's say, um, they're part of my generation. I'm 34. They're part of, you know, our, we're, we're the millennials, they, they say, and we grew up on computers. So one of the best ways to market to us is through the mediums that we are using on a regular basis, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Um, if uh, at the same end of the, the, um, spectrum or the other end of the spectrum, if you're marketing to people that are in their 60s and 70s. Twitter might not be the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the that's the media. Uh, you've got to be using the right media to get the message out there. The message has to be correct. Your market itself has to be correct for what it is that you're offering. And um, and the, the the market, the media, and the message, with the way everything is delivered, it's it all has to be equal. Because if any uh, any one side is not um, holding its weight, the triangle is going to collapse, and it's mm-hmm. not going to uh, be able to survive. It's just like when people say, "Oh, I tried direct mail. Yeah, it didn't work." Well, what about direct mail didn't work? Uh, well, I don't know. I just didn't get any calls. When someone tells me that, also, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. Um, or it's like when, when someone comes up, when you, when you go to do a card trick, and they say, oh, I've seen that one before. Mm. Yeah, I haven't even done anything yet. What yeah, do you mean I've seen yeah. it before? It happens just all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just because direct mail didn't work the time that you tried it, or the one or two times you've tried it, um, there's many things that go into that. The the mailing list could have been bad. Um, literally, your postage might not have been enough, and the post office threw out the entire batch because there wasn't a return address. I know mm. that can happen because it happened to me once. Um, you, you there's so many things that could possibly be wrong. Maybe your offer wasn't good enough. Maybe um, you know the the time of year when you were approaching this particular corporation or corporations was not the right time to approach them. I mean, there's so many different things. So 
you know, getting back to how do you get your messaging out there? There's there, there's much more than the the specific location of where you're going to advertise. It has to do with your messaging. It has to do with uh, the the methods you use to showcase your uh, what it is that you're selling. And mm-hmm. it comes all the way back down to: Are you even someone interesting? Are you offering something that? I may want to buy, and it comes down to your brand, your personality. Do you have the it factor in your particular market? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, now would be a, a good time for you to to tell my audience what is your program uh, called, the it factor. Sure, sure. Um, the, the it factor. Well, let me let me rewind just a little bit because okay. um, the let me let me go back uh, switching gears because. Um, after I studied marketing for, for the number of years with Dave D, um, Dave got me into uh, wanting to put out my own products for the for the magic world. Right. And um, it was because of Dave that, that I decided, you know, I do have a knack for this. I, I do have an interest, a, a sincere passion. that I And I, and I was achieving success uh, doing what it was that I was doing. And, and Dave was really impressed. Um, he, he had a, a phrase that he used to say, uh, slick as snot. And he would say, <laughs> boy. Brad's his stuff is just oh, and it is slick as snot. He would say, <laughs> so um, he got me into wanting to to help magicians and, and put out products, and so I started doing that in uh, in two thousand and four, mm-hmm. and uh, I started with uh, a course specifically for magicians on, on goodie bags and using it uh, goodie bags as an upsell if you're a birthday party magician. Mm-hmm. Um, and in two thousand and five, ten years ago, I took all of my best marketing ideas and put out my flagship course uh, called the It Factor. Skyrocket your career by creating the illusion of celebrity. And what it was all about was taking everything that had worked for me. Um, it was everything that I had used up to that point to uh, have a successful local career as a family entertainer, doing birthday parties and schools and camps and libraries, etc. Um, it helped me, um, all the techniques I used to start working in theme parks, which I started doing, uh, which was all part of that dream to become an illusionist, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, we, we kind of left that off earlier which was when I started doing the birthday parties and I continued on that pathway, uh, that really wasn't, if you remember, I said that was my first goal or my first little dream. The bigger dream was to become an illusionist. And that experience actually got started um, when I graduated college and, and fully made the decision to take the money that I had invested when I was doing the birthday parties and that I had been saving up for years and years. And instead of blowing that kind of stuff on, on useless things, I reinvested that money, that money that I had saved up through college to buy the illusions that I had wanted to buy, to create a promotional video that would help get me booked, to hire uh, a director who was, was Joni Spina to help me. Um, and it was it was by reinvesting everything that I had worked for in the years prior that enabled me to start booking uh, theme parks and to start working cruise ships, which I did in two thousand three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. And it was only at that time, which by, by doing all of that, that prepared me for what I was about to do, which was the biggest thing in my career, which was the the, the biggest opportunity, which was booking Disney Live, Mickey's Magic Show, and yeah. that whole experience. Um, and so all of those things I put together into a course called The It Factor, which, which shared um, how I did everything, the exact steps I did everything. Um, and it grew and grew, and it grew popularity, and it helped so many people uh, in all the different areas that, that they were working 
networking, people that just wanted to book more birthday shows, people that just wanted to, um, you know, dabble on the weekends, all the way up to people that did want to work theme parks and cruise ships and theaters and so on and so forth. Um, and so all of that kind of, uh, you know, grew and grew. And then I went out and on tour and I, and I, I worked for Disney for all those years and, and in, in break periods and while on the road, I continued growing, uh, my marketing business, makemagicmoney.com. Mm-hmm. And it was when I finished touring with Disney in 2011 that I decided I was going to do, uh, something I had always wanted to do, which was put on my own marketing workshop, um, which basically was going to take the it factor course and everything that I've ever done in the marketing world and everything that I've taught and believe uh, as far as marketing techniques and business building resources and tools and strategies and put that into a live workshop, which is what we did in 2011. And we called it simply it factor live. Uh, and we brought together other speakers. I brought in Joni Spina. I brought in Michael Godot on comedy writing uh, I, I brought in experts in various aspects of, of marketing and, and, and from outside of our industry and so on and so forth. And that has now grown. We are now in our fifth year of doing It Factor Live. Um, it has become the number one magic marketing workshop and, and business building boot camp. Uh, we actually have one uh, coming up this November. Of course, as this podcast ages, uh, dates change and whatnot, but uh, – but uh, It Factor Live is the workshop, and uh, it is a, a once-a-year opportunity to uh, truly come together with like-minded people and learn how to market yourself, regardless of what markets you're in as a magician. This is a, a resource where you can come, you can learn from experts in, in the field, outside of the field, and truly understand how to better position yourself uh, and market yourself through social media, through video marketing, uh, with, with sales techniques, uh, and, and, and leave with everything laid out for you and all you have to do is push the button and pull the trigger. I'm ready to go. Um, it's not a pitch fest. Uh, once you come to the event, there's nothing to buy there. It's an all-inclusive, hands-on workshop. Um, and and so, so that's kind of uh, where where it all began with with uh, you know with a, with one single product and then developing into uh, my entire. Uh, library, I guess, of, right. of, of business building resources and tools uh, at MakeMagicMoney.com. Okay, so uh, so the the it factor is now the uh, the live event then that you do once a year, correct? We, correct. We we still have the original course. Uh, okay. Which, people are interested, they can go to uh, itfactormagic.com. But itfactorlive.com is the live event, which is, uh, which again is is ever-changing. Our speakers change each year for the event. Uh, This year it's in September, September 21st Mm -hmm. through 24th, 2015, uh, here in New Jersey. And uh, we we also limit it to only 25 people. Uh, So it's very hands-on. You get a lot of personalized attention. Uh, So you're literally coming to to a boot camp for four days. Uh, You're going to spend four days, long hours with us, and you are going to love every single minute. It's it's really hard for people to understand how powerful it is. Uh, I would just tell people, go to itfactorlive.com, check out the testimonials, see the videos, see the pictures of the event. Um, That's the easiest way to understand what this is. Uh, It's it's something I'm I'm extremely proud of. Um, and And even beyond being proud of the event, 
event itself. I'm so damn proud of our attendees uh, and the amazing things that people are accomplishing. Uh, I mean, the six-figure incomes people are, are achieving by coming to this event and employing the strategies that they learn. Um, you know, we just had one of our attendees from, uh, from uh, Canada Mm-hmm. from Montreal uh, by the name of Danny Hamill. Uh, Danny has been to a couple of our uh, events, and he told me that he just had his best month of bookings ever. Uh, he mm-hmm. just secured f- over $15,000 in bookings in one month. Oh, wow. And and again, here was a guy that, you know, he was struggling to do daycares and birthdays and, yeah. and, and a bunch of different things, and to, to see a, a message from him literally just two days ago telling me he secured over 15 grand in bookings in a one for, for all that's just one month of income i mean that's that's what makes me want to come back and do this event every year why i love working with my clients because i i truly feel that i've been given a lot of um, great opportunities to succeed in my career and this is my way to give back i'm i'm not a trick innovator uh i'm not mm-hmm. an an idea man when it comes to new techniques of magic. But when it comes to marketing, this is my area that uh, if I can leave my mark on the world of magic, uh, I would love to, you know, do it through helping people accomplish their dreams and live their, live their dreams. Absolutely. Now when they pay for your, for your event, uh, does that also include, uh, um, uh, being put up in the hotel over there or is that separate? Yeah, that's separate. Uh, okay, it's just, so you it's get like, there and you pay for room and board. Correct. Okay. You take care of your room, but but we feed you yeah. and, uh, and and we shower you with knowledge and <laughs> gifts and, and all kinds of cool swag uh, over the course of the four days. Wow. Um, yeah, but it, uh, it it's definitely something that uh, if you uh, if you have an interest in taking your career to the next level, uh, wherever you are, you know, marketing is marketing is marketing and. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever you are right now, if you want to take your career to the next level, if you want to get serious about your magic and running your business like a business, you can't do that on the whim. You can't do it on the fly. Um, it's, you've got to take the proper steps and that's why we've created this, uh, opportunity to help people and to, to mentor people, uh, in that regard so that you can come there and not feel like you're at a traditional lecture Mm -hmm. and, uh, you, you won't get the real goods unless you pay the money for the lecture notes or the course. Um, this is all inclusive. In fact, I, I, I pay, I spend more money as a producer by hiring our speakers to come in uh, and paying them a flat fee to just open up and share. Um, and, and they do that. And, and because of that, it, the attendees benefit because they don't have to feel like, oh, I don't have enough money to buy this product or this course. No, you come and once you're there, you're there. It's all up for the grabs. Mm-hmm. And the cool part for, for me and, and, and for all the attendees and also for the, for the other presenters as well is that you get to spend one-on-one time having a meal with people. Uh, you know, last year we had Nate Nathan Burton literally fly out from his Vegas show to come do a presentation for us and for people to be able to approach him in the hall and just connect with him and chat with him. Uh, we had Fred and Bobby Becker last year to talk about cruise ships. Yeah. This year, this year <laughs> I'm actually we got interviewing them. them tomorrow night. Oh, are you? Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love Fred and Bobby. They're, they're That's awesome. awesome. 
Um, this year we've got uh, Ginger Kalin, who uh, is you know one of the greatest female illusionists yeah. uh, of our time. Uh, she's also the director of, of my show, uh, and so she's going to be working with our attendees. I mean, literally to be able to get Ginger to to help work on your stagecraft and your presence and your your uh, movement on stage and and putting together your your act uh, in in a more appropriate way. Uh, I mean, that's it's priceless. Uh, we've got Paul Gertner, who's going to be spilling the beans on everything corporate. I mean, he's literally going to open up about trade shows and hospitality suites and booking sales meetings. Um, I mean, to be able to get someone like Paul Gertner to share his expertise mm-hmm. over 40 years on how he books work in the corporate mm-hmm. market and to be able to pull him aside and say, hey, would you sit next to me at lunch and we can chat a little bit more and to have him say, sure. I mean, you can't, that's a priceless experience. And, and that's, that's what I want to provide for our folks and what we have been providing, uh, for the attendees of it factor live over the past years. So, uh, if you guys are interested listening out there, uh, please check it out. And, uh, and we, we'd love to have you, but again, it, it is limited to only 25 people. So, um, we, we do fill up pretty quickly. Uh, and it is this September. So, uh, yeah. the time of this recording, by the time you're listening to this, I don't know if we have space available, but, uh, but definitely check it out and, and get on a waiting list if, uh, if there is one at the time. Awesome. And uh, if you guys do sign up for it, be sure to let Brad know that you heard about this on the Successful Performer Cast. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most Absolutely. Definitely. So uh, we're, we're uh, rounding up on the end of the show here. And one of the oh, questions – I know it goes by <laughs> so, so fast. fast. I know. <laughs> I had so much more to share with you here. Oh man, you know, I mean, you, you get to talking about your passion, whether it's it's magic or marketing or business or or whatever, and time just you know flies yeah. on by. You know, it's it's insane. It it absolutely does. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I I wanted to share with sure. all of your listeners. Um, that you know, it, it it comes back down to the passion yeah. when I. When I was that that teenager that set out to start out in magic and and want to truly um, live that dream of being an illusionist, watching those David Copperfield specials and the world's greatest magic specials in the mm-hmm. 90s, you know, it was my dream to become an illusionist, a working illusionist. And when that opportunity came for me, um, people always want to know about how I booked the Disney gig because that yeah. was you know such a such an important part of my career and, and literally put me on the map um, it was an opportunity that I created for myself what I mean by that is one of my guiding philosophies Chris is that opportunity knocks for everybody uh, if you are smart enough to be prepared when opportunity knocks you will hear, the 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 knock at the door the doorbell ring and you will be able to open that door and see the opportunity staring you down in front of you and you can mm-hmm. seize it but if you are not prepared when opportunity knocks you will never know it was even there and that exact thing is is precisely how the whole disney thing happened for me because I received an email from uh, a friend, Steve Daly, mm-hmm. uh, also known as Tiny Bubbles in the, in the magic world. Uh, and Steve had sent an email out to a number of magicians, young magicians at the time, saying that um, 
there was a, a producer looking for a young illusionist between the ages of you know uh, 21 and 25 to uh, go out on the road and, and star in this new uh, big magic show. There was no other information. It said mm-hmm. nothing about Disney. said nothing about Kenneth Feld. None of that stuff. But I said, you know what? I got a promotional packet here. Let me send it off. I was prepared. I sent off my DVD and my promo kit. Within 24 hours, I got a call from the agent who was looking for the talent and representing it. Uh, the agent said, I love this. I want to present it to the producer. The producer is Kenneth Feld mm-hmm. of, uh, of Feld Entertainment. I knew who that was immediately because uh, Kenneth was uh, someone who produced Siegfried and Roy in Las yeah. Vegas. Uh, he uh, is behind Ringling Brothers Circus, Disney on Ice, um, and, and this new brand called Disney Live. So uh, to make a long story short, the, my, my, the gentleman became my agent. Uh, he sent in my information to Kenneth. Kenneth uh, immediately liked it. Kenneth came up from their corporate headquarters in uh, Vienna, Virginia to New Jersey um, to see me do a show live. He saw the video. He said, we like it. We think this is the guy we want to go for, but we want to see him live. That made me really nervous because <laughs> here was yeah. the guy that produced Siegfried and Roy the spectacle in Las Vegas. And at the time, I had just closed my show at Six Flags in the summer. And I wasn't uh, even doing a public show anywhere. I was back to doing birthday parties and local mm-hmm. events. And I, was, and I said to, to my agent, I said, well, what am I supposed to do? I, I don't know what to, I can't impress him doing a, a birthday party or a daycare. Mm-hmm. And my agent said, actually, that's what Kenneth wants to see. He'll come and see you anywhere. He wants to see your interaction with the audience. Yeah. I was nervous, but I invited him to, to see a, a kid show that I was doing. He came, he saw it, and he offered me a contract on the spot. And it it was a lesson for me because this was what was about to be the biggest career move. It was literally going to be my dream come true. And what you mentioned earlier, was there anything that ever held me back? Mm-hmm. I almost I almost backed out of letting him come see me live. Mm-hmm. If I had let him, if I had not let him come see me live for fear that I would not impress him with a kid show, Mm -hmm. I would never have gotten that contract. I would have never toured the world. I probably would not even be speaking to you right now. Hmm. That moment when I said, sure, he can come see me do a kid's magic show allowed me to shine for Kenneth to shine for Jerry Billick, our director, to shine for what it was that he was looking for, someone to star in this multi-million dollar kids and family show and to go out on the road as his spokesperson for the next however many years by me taking that chance and making the decision, all right, I'm going to you know, let him come see this kid's show, and I'll just show him what I can do. I don't have fancy equipment out here in this show to show you. You can see that on the video, but let me show you making kids laugh with a breakaway wand. I showed him my personality. Mm-hmm. I showed him the unique brand that I had to offer, and it was because of that that I got that gig. So it kind of helps us bring things full circle that I, if you would have said to me, before that ever, that experience, if you would have said, you know, Brad, what advice could you give to people? You know, could you ever imagine, you know, uh, how your life would have been any different? And you know what? I never would have guessed that my success or, or the biggest opportunity that put me on the map would be 
doing a hat tear, doing a sub trunk, you know, doing the stuff that I thought was the most basic that was that everyone did. It proved to me, Chris, that again, it's not about selling the steak, the actual things that you do. It's not about those. It's about selling you and it's about representing you to the world and showcasing truly what is unique about you. Again, comes back to that it factor. Yeah. Uh, you know, what is it that you have to offer that's unique? And at the end of the day, you're different than me and everybody else listening out there. And we're all, I don't want to get all, you know, earthy and, <laughs> and <laughs> air, you know, we're Woo-hoo. all, <laughs> and everything. but, but that's, it's true. Um, I had an acting teacher in college that told me, uh, there's nothing new under the sun except for you. And that's always mm. stuck out to me. doesn't matter how good you are at doves, at back palming, at, at illusions, at, at singing, at comedy. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you are unique and you represent the, the, the best you that there is and, and everything else will fall into place after that. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. So, Brad, I'd like you to do uh, one more thing for me, and that would be to make a couple of recommendations. The first one is to recommend a resource that you always use to our listeners, and this could be anything from an iPhone app to something like a prop list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to give you a couple of things here. Um, you know, one of the one of my biggest influences – well, of course, you know – Shameless plug, It Factor Live is sure. <laughs> transform your career. Yeah. Uh, literally, it will. Uh, so, so that's you know, sh- shameless plug out of the way for my own products. Um, and, and I will make a special offer also to your listeners after oh, awesome. the end here. Um, but, um, but aside from my own uh, tools and, and products, you know, Tony Robbins has had an enormous impact on my life. Um, one of the things about Tony Robbins is he. he one of his philosophies that I've I've uh, adopted is never stop educating yourself, never stop growing. Mm-hmm. It's it's human nature to get satisfied with one thing and then be totally content, and then all of a sudden the hunger starts again, and we realize that we're not fulfilled anymore. And so, one thing I've learned from Tony Robbins is when you're green, you grow; when you're ripe, you rot. And I never mm-hmm. want to be ripe. I always want to be green about something, learning and growing. Uh, so I'd highly recommend um, getting your hands on some of the some of the Tony Robbins stuff. I mean, you know, Tony has been around for you know the past thirty plus years, um, motivating people, empowering people, uh, and giving you some strategies to succeed at life. Because uh, you could be great at business, but if you're not happy, what good is it being the richest man in the graveyard? Yeah. Uh, if, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you've got a great family life, a great personal relationship with your partner or your spouse, but your business is suffering because all you do is fun stuff and go on vacations, guess what? That relationship's going to fall apart when you can't even pay your bills and you get kicked out of or evicted out of your house. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got, you've got to learn how to balance things. And, uh, and Tony's got some great resources like, uh, his get the edge program, which is one of my favorites, uh, that you should check out or his personal power. Um, definitely check out Tony Robbins stuff. Um, the other resource I would make on the performing side of things, uh, and, and gosh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I get goosebumps as I'm about to, to say her name. Cause I do, you know, I, I, I think of her so often was, was my, my late friend, Joni Spina. Yeah. Um, who uh, who passed away way too soon, much uh, much too soon. In, in August, wasn't it? Last August, yeah. Yeah, after after a very long battle. 
um, over multiple multiple ailments. Um, and, uh, and and Joni, if you guys are not familiar with her, gosh, please go go research her. You, yeah. you what she yourself. was amazing. Yeah, she, if you, you just owe it to yourself as anyone involved in magic and, and entertainment to know who she was. Um, she was David Copperfield's uh, artistic director and choreographer and, and uh, lead assistant for, for 12 years. Uh, but that wasn't even the bulk of it. I mean, she, what she did, you know, her, her entire career is just, uh, is just legendary. Um, Joni had a DVD set that she had called uh, Getting Your Act Together. And um, it, it's, it started out as a three-tape VHS series. So this takes you all the way back to 98 or 99 <laughs> when it first came out. And I would watch those VHSs in my college dorm room. Uh, and then it was an unbelievable honor when I started working with her in, uh, in, in 2003 on my show and, and having her direct me. Um, and, and we just remained friends over the years. And, and my God, Joni had the most amazing sense of being able to find the best qualities in people as performers and putting those on stage, highlighting your strengths and um, diminishing your weaknesses, really focusing on what you were good at, um, discovering that it factor, no pun intended. Um, and Joni had, uh, you know, those videos got translated into a DVD set uh, several years back. And if you can find a copy of those somewhere, uh, do so, because I, I don't know... Uh, if those will continue to be reproduced or, or how any of that will play out, um, you know, in, in, in her passing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you can find those, uh, gra grab a set of Joni's DVDs. They, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll never replace being able to work with her in person. But man, it's it's the closest thing. And uh, what you will learn just from hearing her speak and her philosophies on performance, um, it truly will be game changing for yourself. It really, really will be. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, uh, Brad, uh, go ahead and tell us where we can find you online. Plug your services. You said you have a special offer for my listeners. Yes, yes, so. <laughs> I do. So, um, I won't make this long because we've talked a lot about things today and I know we're right. up against the clock here. Uh, MakeMagicMoney.com. Again, that's MakeMagicMoney.com. It is filled literally with countless resources and products to help magicians and variety entertainers grow your businesses. Uh, we also have a free newsletter where you can sign up right there on the homepage of makemagicmoney.com. You'll get some free, valuable gifts for, uh, for signing on to the newsletter. Uh, we don't share your list, your names, or anything with anybody. It's all to help you. Our weekly newsletters provide lots of resources, lots of strategies, tips, tricks to help you succeed in magic. Mm -hmm. So that's one resource for you. Um, the second, we've already talked quite a bit, It Factor Live, again, at the time of this recording, is coming up to our fifth year this September. Uh, ItFactorLive.com. Um, my third resource is my private coaching practice and, and a special offer that I'll make to you guys. Uh, I work with a really limited number of magicians and entrepreneurs mainly because uh, I wear many different hats. Uh, that's probably my biggest challenge in business is that I wear multiple hats. I'm doing so many different things. So I literally have a, a very short amount of time that I dedicate. Um, not not I don't, that came off sounding the wrong way. I have a limited amount of time, uh, a small window of time that I'm able to dedicate to my coaching clients. So I, I work with a, a number of private coaching clients because – as a, as a business person, as an entrepreneur, it's really difficult to see the frame when you're inside of the painting. Yeah. And 
you know, we talked a lot about t- things today, and I hope a lot of things have struck a chord with people um, and, and rang true. Maybe some eye-opening moments for people. Uh, so I'd love to invite your listeners to uh, actually have a free 30-minute phone consultation with me. Uh, it's uh, it's an introductory coaching call. It has no obligation to sign up for coaching, but it is guaranteed to at least help you get some clarity about where you're struggling in your business. Uh, I can help you start to put together a game plan and at least start to see the frame that's around the picture that you're in. Um, now, to prevent from prevent you know tons of people messaging and, and, and contacting me for the free consultation just because they want to chit-chat on the phone, yeah. uh, we, we do have an application process. So it's up on the website, bradcoachme.com. Again, bradcoachme.com. Click on the button on the left-hand side that says uh, New Application Free Consultation. Um, if you're serious about wanting to take your business to the next level, uh, and if anything I've said here today has made some sense and you'd like to potentially explore getting some help taking your business to the next level, wherever you are right now, um, fill out that application and uh, and I'll review that. And, uh, and if I feel that we're going to be a good match together, I'd love to offer you that free consultation because at the end of the day, if you fill out that application and the only thing you fill out is saying, I want to make money, I want to make money, I want to make mm-hmm. money, we're probably not going to, we're probably not going to uh, be the right fit. But if you, if you're serious about what you write in the application and you're honest with me, uh, in the, it, it is con- totally confidential, by the way, um, if you're honest and you tell me where you are in your business and where you're looking to go, um, I'll email you back. We'll hop on the phone for a 30-minute phone consult. And again, at the very least, you're going to be clearer and more motivated to take action uh, moving forward. So again, that's bradcoachme.com. All right. And a quick note to our listeners, all of uh, links to these resources uh, that that Brad has mentioned, as well as uh, the special offer and uh, other things that he's mentioned as well, you'll be able to find those on the show notes at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash Brad Ross. And that's B-R-A-D-R-O-S-S. So, Brad, you've shared all kinds of wonderful information that our listeners can use to help grow their performance businesses. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your experience. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. And, Chris, if I could just leave everyone with one final thought. Of course. People ask me all the time, what is the best advice I can give? And I'm going to be really blunt. I'm going to be really honest. But this is probably the most important thing you're going to hear, and most people are not going to tell you this. The best piece of advice I can give you is to get up off your butt and make your own success. Mm. I mentioned earlier that I always believe that opportunity will knock for everyone. If you're prepared when the knocking comes and you answer the door, you're going to have the opportunities in front of you. Instead of sitting at home and being the guy who is waiting and praying for opportunity and success, Be the guy who's out there creating his own opportunities. We're all living in the city of success. There's a lot of roads that we can take. Some lead down dead ends. Some lead to your greatest dreams come true. Some destinations are unknown until you're actually on the journey. And that's why I believe that success, Chris, is not a single destination. It's a journey. And if you don't like the scenery on your journey, get off the road and do something about it. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting something different. And mm-hmm. I see this all the time, and it, 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 this is going to sound corny, but it gives me heartache when yeah. I see this. Um, 
because there's so many opportunities in the world we live in. We're at the time of this recording, it's 2015. Mm-hmm. The world is in your hands, people. If you don't like the scenery, do something about it. Two plus two will always equal four. It's never going to equal anything different. Two and two is four, unless you change the equation. So my challenge, as I leave you here today, is to change the equation. Life is short, and we only get one of them. So instead of hoping for a better one, wake up each day and make your dreams come true, because you're the only one that has the power to do so. Chris, thank you so much for inviting me. I uh, I really have enjoyed uh, sharing with you. I, I wish we had more time. Yeah. Maybe we could do maybe we could do a second installment at some point. <laughs> hey, I'm game if you are. Absolutely. I, I I as you said earlier, you know, I I love sharing about my passions and and my two passions. I I jokingly said it earlier. I've never had a real job, yeah. and, and I I haven't. I love magic. I love marketing. Those are the two things I do every day. And so, anytime you want to chat again with me, I'm game, and oh, uh, would, would love to talk some more with your listeners. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So is your head spinning? I know mine was after I got off the line with Brad. He just gave so much information. Now, a couple of things I wanted to remind you guys of. Uh, don't forget to, you know, check out the, the, uh, the itfactorlive.com, uh, where you can, you know, uh, check out his program, uh, possibly sign up for it. Uh, there's incredible value and, and, uh, all kinds of great stuff to be had from, uh, over there if you, if you, uh, take his, uh, uh, his boot camp. And also, uh, don't forget bradcoachme.com because he did give you guys a free 30 minute consulting call with him. So go over there, fill out the application and snatch that up. Um, 30 minutes on the phone with Brad guys. That is it. <laughs> I can't think of anything better that, uh, that you guys could get for free. So definitely do that. Also, if you're looking for a way to support your favorite podcast, there are a few ways that you can uh, do that. Um, one of them would be going through our Amazon affiliate uh, link on our front page at SuccessfulPerformerCast.com. And anything that you purchase, uh, you don't pay anything extra, but a small portion of that will go to help support the show. Also, consider supporting us on Patreon, uh, which would help out as well. You can visit SuccessfulPerformerCast.com slash Patreon, and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, to find out how and find out about some of the cool perks that you would get with that. So, all right. I will see you guys in a week. Take care and uh, go out there and make your dreams happen. Check it out.